0: All right, welcome to The Garage. I'm Scott Lanahan. I'm Joey Ubel. Uh, today's discussion is going to be around uh, real estate commissions. Yeah, this one
1: will be interesting because I think it's uh, kind of a lost uh, understanding of what, how
0: and what the, it implies in certain parts of, the, of our market. Well, it, it, so the last topic was how to pick a real estate agent. I don't think people understand uh, how we get paid yeah in that same aspect
1: I think some people are chosen based on um, commissions itself or trying to figure out how they can minimize or maximize their commissions
0: so let's so there's going to be uh, commissions might make its way into the conversation I think it's important for people to understand when someone lists a house there's a brokerage fee mm-hmm a fee that's paid to the the brokerage or the umbrella that the agent works under. Correct. It's from there that the agents earn a commission mm-hmm. on that brokerage fee. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be talking. You might hear the the phrase uh, commission. Yep. But understand commission is based off of the brokerage fee. Brokerage fee. Yep. All right.
1: And then let's let's uh, on that same side topic, may just a little bit explain. Okay, the listing side takes a commission in a normal transaction case. So if you see something listed on MLS, which is attached to any type of website that MLS is attached to, um, takes a commission and then pays out part of that commission to the buyer side of the of the
0: transaction. Yeah, it's to the agent involved. Yes. So uh, that's I guess uh, what I was going to roll into next. Who pays? the real estate, uh, who pays the brokerage fee, who pays the commission. Mm-hmm. So uh, t- to that end, when someone lists a property, mm-hmm. uh, it's at a certain fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, depending on the level of service that they're looking for, uh, it could be anything. It could be anything, it's un- it's unnegotiable. Un- but uh, in general, let's just use an example that the property gets listed at 6%. Sure. of that 6% is typically retained by the listing brokerage, Mm -hmm. and 2.7% is paid out to who the brokerage that brings in the buyer, Mm -hmm. whether it's Edina, Realty, Coldwell Banker, whomever. Right. Right? Um, So from that 2.7% fee, the agent's going to earn a commission. Mm -hmm. Does the buyer, Joe, have any fee obligation to the selling uh so the buyer side did they have any fee that they're responsible for for hiring an agent on on the on the buy side um they don't have any
1: commission uh but they have what's called a brokerage admin fee from from what our perspective is now it depends on which which brokerage uh you end up working with and what they do for you which is a big part of a lot of it. Um, But there is a small uh, transaction fee that ends up being part of the transaction. But they don't
0: pay commissions. The commissions come from the listing side. Yeah, so that 2.7% fee Mm -hmm. is guaranteed by the listing brokerage Mm -hmm. to the buyer brokerage. Mm -hmm. So a buyer in general for your representation or mine is gonna pay that broker admin fee which I think now is at $575. It is. $575. Mm-hmm. Um, I always call it a glorified storage fee that basically in the event the brokerage gets audited, buyer gets audited, there needs to be a hard copy of the transaction held for seven years. Correct. So that's how I explain it. The fee does not go to you. Nope. Nope. It doesn't nope. go to me either. No. Nope. So it goes to the brokerage, and the brokerage retains that fee for your service and my service. Yep. Yep. Um, how are real estate commissions calculated calculated in which way like kind of way we talking well so that 2.7% oh so you
1: you're you're saying saying calculations based on sale price is usually what these are, you're you're saying right yes. all right so your side is calculated on listing
0: side sale price buyer side sale this price this is where agents are very good at math they can calculate 2.7% <laughs> of any Sale price off the <laughs> off the top of their head. It's always easier when it's three yeah. percent. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it more easier, right? Yeah. So, uh, on a two hundred thousand dollars sale, the brokerage, uh, if if I'm representing the buyer, is going to be paid fifty four hundred dollars, and then we earn a commission off of that.
1: Now let's let's go back here. I don't Understand here. The reason why we, we, we could have calculated that those numbers isn't because of... Because of, of no, I'm good at math. No, no, no. It's because we're talking about closing costs. And closing costs, uh, you know, back in the time, it was 3%, 3%, 3%. So you could easily calculate a 3% uh, uh, closing cost percentage be able to
0: make that those numbers. Sure. And uh, it's not always based <laughs> off of uh, sale price. Sometimes a buyer may have closing costs calculated into mm-hmm. the sale price, and it's not uncommon... That the brokerage fee then is calculated off of the sale price minus the closing cost. Yes and no. Most time it's not anymore, um, but that's
1: definitely something that is
0: negotiable. Yeah, and I don't think a buyer necessarily going to want to know this part, right? No, it's a little
1: complicated. But list. they do
0: need to understand that uh, when they're hiring an agent, that it's not necessarily uh, a financial obligation.
1: Correct. And I, I, not in every case though. Let's let's not not uh, you know. But any property that's listed to MLS in a certain way, you know, that has listed uh, through a brokerage and agents are inviting invited in to bring buyers in, that, in case, would be paying the buyer's agent we paid through that listing commission. Um, now, to, to muddy the waters at least a little bit, uh, you have to consider there are for sale-by-owner options that are out there for sale-by-owner situations. You're getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. Well, go ahead. ahead. Can I at least jump on this one? Because I feel like this is the right place for this. No, go ahead. All right, I see how this goes.
0: I'll just be over here working.
1: Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, But there are situations where you'll run into a sale by owner or someone that's off market and the seller uh, just wants to work with you as the buyer's agent. And maybe they don't want to negotiate. Uh, They want a sale price. It's X dollars, say $200,000. And you look towards your buyer and say, I put this transaction together, I need to be able to get some kind of a compensation for this." And you look towards that to be able to make the, the transaction work, and it's something that's, that's negotiable by any means,
0: just trying to get the deal together. Well, I mean, isn't that why someone would uh, utilize the thought of selling for sale by owner, mm-hmm. is trying to avoid uh, having to pay a brokerage fee, which is their right. Absolutely. And, you
1: know, that's a whole other conversation about, you know. Yeah, it was further down the list, Joe. Uh, well, <laughs> all right.
0: Then you want to take this conversation? Great.
1: No, go ahead. <laughs> no,
0: I, I get what you're saying. So, uh, you know, there are times you walk into a for sale by owner. There's not a brokerage fee that's been committed to somebody bringing in a buyer. Right. So you have to have been So at that point, yeah, there has to be some compensation if you are going to represent them mm-hmm. in that particular transaction. For me, it always uh, it's tough on those because the seller, the for sale by owner, um, yes, they have the right and the ability to sell the house on their own. Yep. But a lot of times, uh, they don't fully understand the process or they do have a general understanding of the process but there's a speed bump or some curveball that gets thrown into the transaction and of course you don't expect them to necessarily understand how to resolve it but it does fall on you generally because you have some experience with whatever they're experiencing to try and resolve it so you end up doing both sides of the transaction so sometimes the for sale by owner it's good for my client if I'm representing the buyer but it's not always necessary. It it sometimes facilitates more work, for me.
1: Yeah, it definitely does, and to- so that's where the
0: compensation for sure. Like you see those for sale by owners, and you're like, shoot, I'm gonna end up on both sides. Help, and you your your license is on a th- razor's edge because the seller's asking you questions. Yep. And they're asking for advice. Uh, they're asking for certain things that you don't have an agency relationship with them so a lot of times you're looking at them and you're saying hey you you need some legal advice because i'm representing the buyer here this is this is another great
1: reason why having an agent in your corner to have these honest uh head-on conversations that when you get a chance to then uh have this issue that pops up which is almost every transaction there's always some speed bump that goes into it right It isn't as simple as you know do the paperwork do the do the loan loan paperwork and get to the closing done if if that was as easy as it goes i think we yeah.
0: would be have a job well and that's kind of i you know uh, that was further down the, the the list here what services do real estate agents provide for that brokerage fee and that commission and uh you know, I just, off top of my head, just jotted down, you know, uh, in the transaction, like like you were alluding to, knowing what buttons to push mm-hmm. and when to push them, mm-hmm. right? Um, understanding from a seller perspective, market value, mm-hmm. uh, preparing the house for the market. Preparing the house is a big one. You know, and with that, like, prioritizing uh, what we're doing mm-hmm. to get the house ready. You know, you get a seller that says they want to spend money on getting the house prepped. And all of a sudden, they're talking about spending $2,000 for a garage door. And you're like, the garage door wasn't even in the top 10 on this list. So prioritizing what items we need to do to get the house ready, which ones you're getting more bang for your buck on, uh, the process itself, uh, whether it's going from listing to closing, just being able to navigate uh, the transaction, interior consulting, staging. Negotiating, the escrow. Uh, well, just inside. I left out marketing. I left out photography. Yeah. I mean, in that fee, you're expecting that person to basically grab the reins, and give you direction from pre-list, all the way through to close. Well, wouldn't you? would you also
1: agree that in most cases, if you're sitting down with a with a seller, that um, you are. Probably not listening to it that tomorrow you have a plan you have an organized plan that you're going to, uh um you know, prep the house for whatever your plan is. You're going to get into a situation where you're going to, uh, you know, have a game plan. You're going to fix this. You're going to clean this. You're going to organize this. You're going to move this stuff out, and then we're gonna take pictures and then we're gonna do this. So it's it could be, a week, it could be two months it could be six months where you are taking time to prepare your house and everyone works at a different pace but as an agent this is why you bring an agent in so you have these honest conversations about your house about what to do what what to expect what, what buttons
0: you... to push and when
1: right because yeah. right. you've seen what buyers do and you've seen what buttons they want to
0: see well and I've also seen sellers waste time and energy doing stuff that they didn't need to do right or spending money on things that could have been better spent somewhere else
1: right like if these i told you i had five thousand dollars to prepare a house how would you spend it and you know a lot of times that is a conversation that's had you know what what's going to give me the most value yeah. and then on top of that you know so if you're thinking about that for sale by owner a scenario they don't have that in their ear so what they think is right might not be right what pictures right it for them doesn't really <coughs> picture, picture very well
0: well i think part of i mean let's face it uh if I had someone to drive me across town, mm-hmm. right? Um, and maybe that's a bad analogy. We all know how to drive, but Wait, the point is, if you if you're being if you're a for sale by owner, I mean your main the, your main purpose for doing that would be to save that brokerage fee amount, mm-hmm. right? So on a three hundred thousand dollar property, let's say it was at six percent. That's eighteen thousand dollars. Now, that eighteen thousand dollars, I, I think it needs to be made clear doesn't go to the agents. Right. The agents are making a portion of each side, buyer side, seller side of that transaction. As a listing agent, those fees that I talked about, whether it's interior consulting, photography, marketing, that generally falls on the agent. So out of their commission, that also comes off that amount, mm-hmm. the cost of listing the property. I'm not saying sellers aren't going to see certain costs on getting the house ready. Correct. But it needs to be understood the general uh, uh, cost of marketing that home is gonna fall on that listing agent. Mm-hmm. If they don't sell that house, they're out that money. That's correct. I think that's important for a seller to understand too. Right. You know, from the time you list a house to the time you uh, potentially get it sold, that agent could have a thousand, fifteen hundred Upwards number of dollars. I mean, that's just a, a general amount. It could be significantly more depending on what level of marketing they're doing for that home. Mm-hmm. If they don't sell it, they're out. Right. You know. Right. So. Yeah, he's a lot on the hook there if you're if you're not doing your job. So what I started with, in general, I think of for sale by owners looking to save that brokerage fee. Yep. I don't know. Again, an argu- uh, an argument could be made that they actually end up costing themselves a big chunk of what they're saving because maybe they aren't fully marketing the house to the entire marketplace. Because you have buyers out there that are working with agents, if it's not in the MLS, is it really getting full exposure? Right. So is that costing them potentially some value, especially in this market where there's not a ton of inventory out there? you know
1: right so the, on that spin, same spin side so if you, so you say you use some kind of platform on social media and you are you know putting your house out there for sale how many of everyone seen it it's only you know a handful of people chunks of people that are, are going to get some eyes on it and that you know it's word of mouth very quickly I get that but I think you're missing you know a big chunk of the people that are going to show up now I think what's actually not, is even scary about that in my in my professional opinion I think you would also agree with this is when you have a house for sale and it's for sale by owner, even if you say you use a version of the MLS and it's one of those, you know, uh, come and see my house for the owner, but you, the owner is handling it this kind of thing. Um, you know, most times they don't haven't had the tools and the experience to understand that if you get 20 showings, um, that you're trying to compete with the other buyers that are calling in. So say if I'm the first showing, first person that walks in the door. I love the house. Buyers like, want to buy it. Maybe you can, can have a quick conversation with the seller and get a deal done before many other agents jump, jump in. Right.
0: So taking an an advantage of maybe not quite understanding how to, how to navigate. So here's, this is when we talk about liability, you know, one of the things that I think is important is the commerce department, the state of Minnesota Mm -hmm. sees you and I as a shark. Yep. Right. They, we do this f- f- as a career yep. for a living, and that for sale by owner, they see as a, a guppy, mm-hmm. right? And that's not always true. No. You may have a, a for sale by owner that's a very good negotiator and marketer, maybe by their uh, profession. The trade, That's yeah. something that they do. But the state of Minnesota in general says, hey, listen, uh, you take on some certain liability, Mr. Agent. Uh, when you begin conversations with this for sale by owner, mm-hmm. uh, a thing called agency, which I don't think we've talked about agency. No, we I mean, should have that conversation. You know, at a different date. Write that down as another topic. Write that down because uh, <laughs> we we're always <laughs> struggling. But the state of Minnesota says, all right, it needs it needs to be made very clear that you represent in this particular case the, the buyer. buyer. Um, you know that seller may not have the negotiating skills. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think a for sale by owner, if they don't that's another opportunity for them to leave money on the table. A the marketing of the home and B the negotiating of the home. Let's face it, um, uh, you know, I've twenty seven years of negotiating home sales. I can't expect that seller to do it as one in their in their life. Well lifetime. first of all, they may not know what's what's uh what's etiquette what's not etiquette right right i've had two recent examples where buyers went to go negotiate and i mean immediately in the discussions i'm like well that's that's uh that's a really poor choice to approach this i don't those weren't my exact words but like, something and is not isn't gonna work very well yeah let me help you help yourself yep right Let's at least outline what uh, a, a good negotiating strategy would be mm-hmm. and then you can choose to work within that framework, mm-hmm. right? Now, they may choose to step out of the framework, but at least I can look at them and go, well, you know, this is why it didn't come together. Well, you know, you're not trying to trying
1: to, 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 to say things that didn't come together in certain ways or not, but, but in your experience, in your 27 years, uh, you're trying to give them the best tools in your toolbox. Advantages To be able to um, get, get towards the, the, that property if they want that property.
0: Yeah, you have certain negotiating advantages and leverage that you can use. Use them. Yep. If you choose not to use them, that's your choice. Yep. But at least you understood what and why you would potentially use it. Mm-hmm. A for sale by owner is a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Someone's coming in. Do they understand which levers are leverage and which ones are, are not? And that's why the state of Minnesota looks very strongly at you and me and says, hey, you can't take advantage of this seller. But at the same time, that seller has chosen to step into a marketplace to represent themselves and maybe doesn't know what is typical and atypical for uh, single family home negotiations. Or just an
1: example as how to how to manage all the people that that want to see their house.
0: That's a that's a huge that's all negotiating too. Mm-hmm. Like you said, first person comes in, starts to leverage them with, "Hey, uh, my client has interest. Here's the offer. I'll, I'll, Listen to it now. I'll
1: give it to you for this and this and this and this." And it's like it's tra- you trying to trying to stack on why you should accept their offer.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: yeah. take it off the market now. Put a clock on it. A yep. timer. Yep. We have eight hours to
0: respond to this. We need a response
1: by 10. And then as an, as an agent, you might you might um, squash that, that deadline and say, we're not going to listen to your deadline. We're going to wait till. The but here's meets. the
0: other part. Maybe there's 10 showings set up on uh, the, the next day, right? right? Well, yeah, to, to manage, uh, do we let the other 10 people through, or is this an offer we can't refuse? Mm-hmm. Well, if it's full price and you've been on the market one day, eh, right? Maybe What's we- your risk? Right, but that whole risk reward being able to balance that, I've seen both buyers and sellers do certain things that you go well. Uh, risk reward. I mean, yep. you're taking a big risk for a little reward. Yep. You know. Yep. So, um, I think for sale by owners, again, they have every right to do that, and I think uh, if they have the skill set to navigate the the marketing negotiations, or uh, maybe they've got. Uh, Real estate attorney background, something or a resource that they can lean on. Um, I think they they'll be just fine. But if you don't have those skill sets, just understand you're you may be leaving money on the table and you may be treading into uh, an area that
1: is over your head. Right, right. I think just I think to, to, from my perspective, from a seller owner, it's the most overwhelming process. That you know it it, it you t- take out the emotions, uh, you That's bring in. That's a big one. Yeah, you, you're you're very emotional, anyways, and then you t- you put in the in this the business aspect of what yeah. of what we're trying to do, and they make decisions based on those. It's yeah. just I feel like you're you Gary's gonna, gonna be shooting yourself in the foot. This
0: is the exclamation mark on this trend on this discussion right here. Is that over the course of my ownership, I've sold four homes. Mm-hmm. I've never represented myself in negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because you bring up the big part, right? Emotions. Emotions. Emotions like, factor into is my 98%. judgment clouded? Right. Am I am I uh, taking high risk for low reward? Just that perspective of someone that's detached. You've represented you represented me on the last on the sale of my last home, the right. negotiations of
1: it. Anyhow. Yep. Well, the 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 question of you know is how how my price look into the, in today's market? Just that that honest conversation. I, I, everyone and their mom has a viewpoint of what their house is worth, right? And it's almost like you have, you feel like your house is worth the X, but you need an honest side point of why it's worth X, X, Y, I should say. Yeah. And you're like, is it different? Maybe. Yeah. And, but what do you, the Y's? So if I, if I came to you with, you know, here's here's an outside look of what I think you should be doing with mark, your market, I yeah. your property, and, yeah. you're, and you would listen to my opinion because it's an outside opinion of the well, same Well, I did thing. listen to your opinion. Right. I thought
0: my house was worth less than what we marketed it for.
1: Right. Right. So it's it's one of those situations you can't, can't predict how it's well, going to go. I'm too close. Right. So emotions factor I'm in, into... I mean, in my mind, I'm
0: in perfect properties all the time. Yeah. Right. My house was in Mendota Heights, great location, great neighborhood, but I look at it and I'm like, well, yeah, it's worth X, but I mean, I'd probably market it here. And you're like, no, you should market it here. Yeah. This is where you're going to the get- value, the window value of here's the floor, here's the ceiling. I'm thinking more near the middle to the lower end. And you're like, no, you should push it here. Yeah. Cause you can, you can get it. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the reason why you have someone to have, but there. I'm too
1: close. Right. Yeah. That's why you I have someone know say.
0: every little piccadilly with that house that, in my mind, it could be better, <laughs> right. Right? right? And, of course, the market looks at it and goes, this is great. That's uh, that's, that's the beauty of,
1: of the market and, you know, just all eyes on deck kind of mentality. Yeah. That it's either, it's honesty in one of the other directions, right? Yeah. You have brutally honest that it's an overpriced or it's brutally honest it's underpriced and you get
0: the market to come to you in yeah. one direction or another. And so you know. So I have two more topics yeah. that we can hit real quick. Uh, are there alternative commission structures available? Um, so with that, I mean, it. Uh, we started the conversation with uh, the, the brokerage fees are negotiable. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, there's some minimum services out there. Yep. That get for sale by owners into the MLS. Yep. Uh, they're usually guaranteeing a payout to whoever brings in the buyer. Yep. Um, but there is zero representation and marketing from the company that gets you in. It depends office. on on what what what. And th- there's there's levels of choices of agents,
1: brokerages, and as you go up the up the ladder, yes, of what they're going to do for you. Yeah. And you know, as you further you go down that ladder, you you're going to get less discussion about about what you're going to be able to do for them. Yeah. It's more of just I'm just going to put things on the MLS for you, on the internet, and. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. it, even that,
1: even saying like I'm not gonna do pictures or I'm not gonna do um, any type of d- discussions for you, call the seller. In the internet world, we're not gonna
0: do pictures, right? Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or the agent's gonna take the pictures, or I took them with yep. my phone. With my phone, with my. I mean, when you're going through properties, I the, the pictures have become our photographer has become a more valuable part of our team over the course of I'd say the last eight to ten years Absolutely. than ever.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably the number one thing that can make stuff stand out. If you don't have good pictures, you've already lost your, your buyer.
0: Well, because your goal is to get them in the front door.
1: Absolutely. They aren't going to buy your house unless they walk through the front door. And they, you are virtually looking um, through the house, through the pictures. And there
0: are some commission structures that go even higher uh, with uh, staging of the property. Yep. Um, where it's built into the brokerage fee versus just you paying a flat fee. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's pluses and minuses to that, but um, it depends on again what what how many hand how much hands on hands off you want to want to take. So I got one more here. Uh, can consumers compare brokerage fees and services offered by different brokerages? How would you go about it? There's no doubt you can compare. You know
1: you can you can negotiate yep. and you can compare. You know what. Uh, Scott's going to do for you and what Joe Blow's going to do for you. And you can uh, explore what the next agent's going to do. You can interview five agents and discuss with both of them.
0: So my concern with someone comparing and Mm -hmm. the reason I added this to the list is if someone's using brokerage fee as the sole comparison Mm -hmm. for uh, choosing one agent over another agent I would be very concerned. If an agent's not able to... uh, if an if an agent's not able to convey to you their value, right, what they bring to the table, mm-hmm. I just find it uh, ironic that you would put them in charge of defending your value, on your home, so, I would uh, I would make certain if I were sitting down with the agents I maybe wasn't using brokerage fee, I mean obviously it should be in line but if. I wouldn't use brokerage fee as one of the main comparisons. So when I'm interviewing a seller, I mean, that's a question I'll ask. Uh, between agent A and B, You know, what are you looking for? What is going to be one of the deciding factors? Is it going to be results or is it going to be just you looking at a bottom line? Because the bottom line is not guaranteed until you actually get a contract and you get to close. And even you, you can't you can't guarantee until you set a close and you're documents. So I mean, you might get an agent that's willing to list your house at one percent lower on the brokerage fee, but their history shows that they're historically getting two to three percent less on average sale price uh, versus another agent.
1: Yeah, so maybe so if, did you save yourself? Yeah, right? the thing, that's that's the thing is one percent on on you know a three hundred thousand house you know it does is three thousand dollars or whatever it is. Well, even a
0: half million dollar home. Yeah, you you on paper you save five thousand dollars, but the performance history of this agent shows that it could cost you more than that. From the point of their uh, their ability to price your house right or and prep. help help get you prepped. Yep. That may cost you three four percent. Right. You know. So I think focusing on the brokerage fee, while it's important uh, for a lot of uh, sellers, it shouldn't be your primary focus. Mm-hmm.
1: The I'm, primary focus should really should be, you know, how you, you navigate together with your agent and to be able to have that honest discussion about what what's going on in the market. What can I do to make myself, myself stand out? And how can I price myself so it's the right price? Yep. It's the right situation for me. I think this is
0: a good discussion. Yeah. I hope it recorded well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this was uh, information packed. I don't think there was uh, a lot of waste in there. I don't think no, this the, this is an honest discussion about um, how we
1: see you know aspects of the market and how we run into different discussions we have with buyers, sellers, uh, semi owners. You know all those different aspects. We hear it you know weekly, daily, about how this stuff works.
0: I think it's a, a general discussion that should get a listener to at least get a flavor for kind of some of the stuff that's there. Um, but obviously, if you're looking to hire someone, um, it's something that you'll spend a little more time talking to. But this should at least give you a good starting spot. Uh, Ask questions. Yeah.
1: That way, That way, you know, your agent's prepared to have these discussions on what, what all these mean and what the differences are.
0: Yeah, and what... Uh, d- Basically catering to you. I mean, you're, you're, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it. So <laughs> uh, we're at about 30 minutes. You're good with it? I'm good. All right. Uh, well, this was a good episode. Joe, uh, everyone, thanks for stopping by the garage. I'm Scott Lenahan. And I'm Joe Ubel. Uh, are we supposed to say something about, uh, like, tell me again. Follow. 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 It's, we're, we're really bad about this. All right. I mean, Scott is. Uh,
1: yeah. Go ahead and follow us on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Go and follow us uh, on uh, iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on
0: iHeartRadio now too. Radio too. Yeah. Just Perfect. so you know. Yeah. All right. So do